Bap, bap, bap. We have Dan Cummins on the podcast today. You know him from the hit, huge podcast called Time Suck. He's interesting. He's funny. I had such a good time with him. Uh, I know the tone of my voice is not conveying that at the moment, but I'm trying to not yell in the microphone as much. I'm working on that. Uh, real quick, before we get to the great Dan Cummins, I'm going to be in Erie, Pennsylvania at the Warner Theater, June 28th, 2020. And then I'm going to be in Las Vegas at the Mirage, July 6th to celebrate America's birthday. Come do it with me. Edmonton, I'm coming to Alberta, Canada. Is that how it works? And to the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival on July 17th, 2024 uh, with Burke Kreischer. So come see us get Lyme disease in West Nile from performing outside in Canada in the middle of July. <laughs> I have a new special out. It's called Mouthy. It's on OF.TV. That's OnlyFans TV service. Don't panic. I say this every time. There's no nudity. This is just their TV side. They're doing uncensored comedy. I'm doing their first hour special, of.tv slash mouthy. I get to say all the things that I could never say on any other network. So enjoy it. It's free. Just hopping right in with Dan Cummins, guys. (laughs) I hate it when, like... you're about to podcast with someone and you like go over to their place or something and you're like, oh God, the traffic is crazy. And they're like, save it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what? Don't talk yet. This wasn't the goal that yeah. I was planning on opening with. But yeah. I, this for the first time, I think in any podcast I've ever done, I was like, let's just talk with the cameras off for a minute. Like I just yeah. really wanted to talk to you. And then I, was I like, know oh. I want to talk to you. Yeah. And then I was like, I wanted to talk to you not just for public consumption. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're the first person in a while that I didn't feel I needed to to get paid to talk to. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank and then you. I was like, oh, we should start rolling. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, but I mean, but like that thing about having, you know, life experiences, that's what I'm so excited for this next year is between, you know, research, having like two really research intensive podcasts and then, you know, stand up and family obligations. Like you were saying, I, I just ran out of things to talk about. I'm like, I kind of have used up all my stories. And then when I was on stage lately, just messing around, supposed to be building content for a new hour, I realized that like it probably wasn't going to be the best hour when I was just doing things to find things to talk about. Like I literally looked up a list on the internet of what are you not supposed to do jokes about? What are you not supposed to make fun of? Uh And I'm like, I'll just use that as a premise generator. (laughs) That's genius. And so it's just a horrific set list. (laughs) And it was like like an exercise of like, can I make this terrible thing funny Uh as opposed to really having like life moments and interesting things that have happened. I'm like, I don't know that I want to make an hour of just this weird exercise. Mm. Like I want to go live a little bit and then come back and have something fresh to say. That's so interesting. Well, cause I feel like <laughs> Googling that list of what you're not allowed to joke about. Yeah. Comedians would go airplanes, hom- <laughs> homeless people. Yeah, yeah. You can't fuck the stool. <laughs> But yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. what the internet would say right. is you can't joke about the Holocaust. You can't yeah, joke rape, about this. Suicide, sure. that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I've been there where you're kind of like, <laughs> what? It, like, I'm just a robot at this point. Yeah. Because for art to imitate life, I have to have a life. And I haven't been living a life. So now I just have to go on the internet and be like, well, yeah. I would just go on Reddit and just like look for premises of what people were mad about. And I was like, right. Or I can just go out in the world and have a life. And yeah observe things around me and totally that's what we're supposed to be doing to mind material yep. but then you get so busy you stop doing it so can right. you tell me about you just the decision to cancel your tour that's it was weird giving me anxiety yeah i was uh i was so anxious about it where it was it hit me like when my son went to college like i, I feel like looking back like kind of like analyzing myself like why did i have this sudden shift in all of a sudden being uncomfortable with just working all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was before my son went to college, I justified 
working a lot of hours every week as, well, we need to do this. Um, all the justifications, you know, I'm in a place in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where I can't really get guests. So I have to come up with a, a different kind of podcast and it's really competitive and I'm not going to mm -hmm. be able to market the same. All these rationalizations of why I have to try and outwork other people. Yeah. And then we have to like make sure that the kids' college funds are paid for and all these type of things and set ourselves up for retirement if it all goes away tomorrow. Yeah. Rationalization, all these things. Do you and have that? It might go away. I still have that. Me yeah. Too. Yeah. Just constantly. And I'm really now, <laughs> now I have this like backup plan in my head of like trying to take my ego out of it. And I'm like, you know what? What if it did all go away? I could do another job though. Like I don't have to do this. I could, I could, I don't know, work at a coffee shop. I could do something. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be this, yeah. but I want to do this. And then, but I just don't want to be motivated by fear anymore. Yeah. You know, just be motivated by like, it's just fun to do this. Mm. And then when my son went to college, it what it just hit me so hard of like, oh shoot, I just can't go down and play FIFA with him. Like that, like that whole era is What's just gone. FIFA? FIFA? FIFA, like the soccer, it's like a <laughs> I'm about to have a son, so I'm trying to figure oh, out what nice. this is. <laughs> yeah, it's a soccer game. Um like a it's like Madden football, but for um soccer. It's on, just like a video game. Yeah, okay, PlayStation okay. or you can do it on Switch or whatever. Okay, got it. Okay. Sorry. But he, but I just kind of would follow his lead and play whatever games he wanted to play and and then, you know, so fun. And then when he was gone, I was like, I also kind of was doing this thing where I'm like, work, I'm going to work hard now, but pretty soon we're going to hang out more. And then all of a sudden he's just off to college. Mm. I was like, shoot, that window's gone. So you're like, I'm putting it off to tomorrow. I'm going to have a life yep. tomorrow. I'm going to have yep. a life tomorrow. And then all of a sudden you, yeah, that, that era is gone. And then my, my daughter's a sophomore. And then also it's not like we're wealthy, but I'm like, we are okay. Like the college funds are okay. All that mm. stuff is set aside. We've been pretty smart with things. And so but my justifications didn't make sense anymore. Yep. I had to cancel two dates um, in Pennsylvania. I was seven and a half months pregnant and I had, oh I was sick with whatever that thing was. And I was like, no, I got it. Right? I got it. And everyone's like, you should really cancel. Yeah. Like no one wants to see you seven and a half months pregnant, crowning on stage, oh my God, also right. puking. Like yeah. no one wants to watch that show. No one's going to be mad at you. And I was like, oh, I don't want anyone to think I yep. have human limitations. Like <laughs> right, what right. is that? Yeah. Like how insane. Uh, a thing that like spurred this for me too was, there's these guys that have been doing this documentary about the podcast, like mostly a time suck and kind of my journey and stuff. And they've been taping things for, I don't know, four or five years now. And we did a screening of what they had shot so far at this little podcast summer camp we did uh, in Pennsylvania in like August. And I was watching these clips of me mm. in the past and then people talking about me. And the theme was so tired. I'm worried about him. He's spending too many. He's not sleeping enough. He stayed and then just like, you know, me on the laptop at midnight and then finishing some research and then getting Whoa. up at six. And, and so just, it was an intervention. <laughs> kind of. It wasn't supposed to be. But seeing it, I was like, oh, this is. And, and seeing the um, the audience like feel like sad for me. It's like, what am I doing? And then but then what was weird is when I did uh, postpone it, that's when everybody starts going, hey, are you OK? Mm. You know, and then, and then you start being like, am I OK? But I am. I just I just was I was just tired. And I met with this guy who specializes in burnout. I uh, just had like a, this guy, Josh Zimmerman. He's like a creative consultant, hmm. works with CEOs, works with um, uh, content creators. And he was going over all of like my emotions the past three months. He's like, you're not crazy. He goes, you're, you're not special in the sense that this isn't just you. You're just burnout. Mm. And, and I'd never felt that before when you start to hate everything. Like nothing sounded you, fun. You like can't get it up. It's like this yeah. thing that I... Your tank is just so empty. 15 years ago, if you told me 
Right. I got to do this for a living. Yeah. I would have, my head would have exploded. Or yeah. 20 years ago, I would have done it for free. Yeah, and totally. now I'm kind of dreading it or mm-hmm. I'm going through the motions yep. or I'm like half-assing it. And, and, I, and I just thought like, how much does that suck? I, I remember hearing about David Tell years ago, taking time off the road or at least pulling way back because it started to feel like work. And, and I, that really hit me too. I'm like, I don't want this to feel like work. And I will say as soon as I removed that tour obligation and I cut down some of my Patreon content mm-hmm. because it was just too many weekly obligations, I finally feel like myself again. Mm. Like for the first time in a couple of years where I feel more creative. Yeah. I'm excited to record shows. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to do things as opposed to like even two months ago, it was just this, you know what? Fuck everything. Because <laughs> you start yeah. to resent the very thing yeah. that you were so in love with for so long. And I think it's also as like as comics, as entertainers, as conversationalists for a living, it's our job to grow. Yeah. And we don't give ourselves that time. We don't give right. ourselves time to go away, grow a little bit, read some books, exactly. change our minds, listen to some perspectives in our hours, yep. like come back with like fresh ideas and a life. And I find myself, I really don't do that enough. Yeah. I saw some... Uh, thing on Instagram, Ramin Nazar, I think his name is, he does these really cool psychedelic illustrations, like little comic strips, but they're very geared towards like uh, artistic people mm. and just about the artistic process. And he had something about the creative process of like comparing it to breathing. And when you breathe out, you're creating. But when you breathe in, you're absorbing more life to give yourself more things to breathe back out. Mm. And he was just talking about like, if you're only breathing out, you just, all the air is gone. You got nothing left inside to like push out. You got to take a moment to absorb again. Mm -hmm. And that hit me so hard too. I'm like, yeah. Do you think that the subject matter that you cover on Time Suck ever also is part of the, not exhaustion or, but just sort of the Mm. like, does it get exhausting after a while? Like I just got a big wormhole of some of the episodes, like just the dark things that you cover. Like, are you ever like, I need a break from the murder and the cyanide and Tylenol and R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yes. Like I I try to vary it up and not have nothing but dark stuff because then it starts to affect my worldview. That's my question. Uh, Yeah. Where just, then I'm just like, oh, just people are pieces of shit. And we're a disgusting parasite and we should all be killed. Like like uh, when someone's putting cyanide and Tylenol to just mm-hmm. kill random people. I mean, not yeah. that killing your wife is, <laughs> you know, like a better way to murder, yeah. you know. But I, like I understand. On, I mean, I don't. But I on some level. But when you're just like, I just want to cause mass hysteria. Yep. Like doesn't that take a toll on your psyche a little bit? You know, it, it, uh, Which we're talking about the Tylenol murders. It was just an yeah. episode where someone just basically injected Tylenol mm-hmm. into random bottles of Tylenol. It was in Chicago. Yeah, cyanide and Tylenol, Chicago. Yep, and just like uh, drugstores, whatever. Just It was back when they didn't have the safety seals on mm-hmm. bottles, and it was just all capsules. And so they would just you know uh, take apart the capsule, dump out the Tylenol powder, and replace it with, um, I think it was potassium cyanide. And then beyond lethal. Like these people would die within hours, but it is crazy where it's like any, a five-year-old, uh, 80 year old, you know, anyone, baby, yeah. well, I guess we weird to give yeah. a baby extra strength to Tylenol, but yeah. like almost anybody. But I think on that stuff, it's like, I just finally accepted or maybe understand more what uh true, you know, sociopathy or mm-hmm. sociopathy, mm-hmm. I think is how that one uh, is. And when the, those people, when they truly like chemically have no empathy and no care for others, 
there's nothing they can't like i feel like i've studied evil so much at this point yeah it's almost become banal in, in, in some ways where i'm like yep that's just what People like that do. They don't care. They don't care if it's a baby. They don't care if it's an 80-year-old because they truly, at a core level, do not care about other humans. That's it's, what drives me the most yes. nuts about some of these stories. Yep. Like the P Pesmo Beach killer <laughs> right. kills all these Craigslist prostitutes, da-da-da, and his wife had no idea, which means he was like a lovely husband and happily. Mm -hmm. He can figure out how to make a relationship work, and I can't. Well, if you don't, if you don't fucking care about, if you're not ruled by emotion, if you're like mm. a robot inside, that um you know is is not affected. I think I just there was like a little fruit fly. I think I just ate it as I was talking. <laughs> Did you just eat a bug? I think so. I think I, I, it was flying. Oh, all right. <laughs> and that was perfect. It didn't get back of the throat. Wait, I'm just you, like, you, like I'm a lizard. Wait, like, and then just keep talking. Wait, are you sure? <laughs> Do you want some water? No, it, it didn't. It was like the perfect, just gone. <laughs> But, but these <laughs> these guys, they can compartmentalize, have a family, yep. go to kids' softball games, yep. and then be like sadistically torturing, raping, murdering people. And it, it doesn't fuck them up. It would That would fuck you up. It would fuck me up. Yeah. Because. No, we would never even get to we, that. You would never even do well, that. If I'm. Right. I mean. You can live with yourself. Yeah. When you're 10 yeah. minutes late, you're like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like, but that person, it's like, um, it's, it's why. A fair amount of like CEOs, I guess, also test really high uh, as far as like this sociopath mm -hmm. scale. Yeah. Because I'm like, how much easier would it be to climb you have your to career? Live with the fact that you're paying mm -hmm. people $10. You have to reduce, right. you have to dehumanize people but if you, yeah. and go, well, if we just pay them $8 an yep. hour. Right. And if we just make it so that Amazon drivers have to shit in a bag. Yeah. You know, instead, yeah. you know, and then if we just time them, right, and they lose money if right. they, you know, stop and pee, then like you, they have yeah. to think in terms of human beings or just numbers. Exactly, and uh, I think in, in a weird way with all this, that our obsession with true crime and like Hitler and these terrible people is actually really healthy. I think we're obsessed because we don't understand why they could do those things, how they could, do, because we're not like that. Like, mm. how much more fucked up would it be? if that stuff was just boring to all of us. Yeah. You know, or just like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, if I had the chance, I'd fucking kill a bunch of people too. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course I would. Yeah. That's now, not, it would that's be not our vision board. It would be right, inspo. Right. Yeah, we but, all think like that. And I think there's like the the rubbernecking 101 of the reason we rubberneck is like to yeah. study it Yep. so that we can figure out and like try mm -hmm. to have some modicum of control. Exactly. And to go like, okay, yep. here's the common denominator and it's all not gonna crazy happen to people. Me. Right. I'm, I'm, they're not going to get me because I've been studying these things. Mm. I think that's why women are more fascinated by statistically serial killers and stuff than men. Yeah, we're studying. Yeah, studying. How yeah. do I avoid? I mean, most of the serial killers are men who target women. Mm -hmm. You know, there's way more violence towards women mm -hmm. than there is towards men. So I think it's a self-preservation instinct of like, I'm going to study. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel like, okay, you've got to lock Don't the door. Don't date a guy with an ice pick. Don't date a guy with an ice pick. As a general pick. rule. Yeah. yeah. Look for these red flags. Yep. And like you're asking like these questions, like what common denominators? It's like it makes sense to have these curiosities because it's like – then I can look for that those red flags in somebody that I might be dating or, or that mm -hmm. I might meet or you know befriend, and yes. then I'll know so that doesn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, some people get like worried, like some moralists about like uh, how fucked up our culture is, you know, being interested in these things. It's like mm -hmm. no, it's a very healthy thing mm -hmm. to be fascinated by this stuff. That's fa and then can I ask about you cover cults a lot too? Oh like, yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, what have you? What yeah. is, what is our obsession with cults? Number one and number two. What have you like learned about human nature from? the success of so many cults uh i think this the thing the the big common denominator with like cults to me finally made sense is that sunk cost fallacy where um 
because I would always wonder initially, I'm like, okay, why are they still there? Like, what once the cult gets to the place, uh, get to the point where the leader is like, you know, uh, butt fucking all the male members, or you know, it's like, it's like, why are they still there? Why don't they like, you know what? I was well, cool with the Bible that's study. Right, I don't want to be about put in five years. I can't, I guess, right. put in, I put in too much time. Yep. It's that whole thing. I was like, and it makes sense where it's like, and that's why the, 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 <laughs> the arc of a cult is with the initial, uh, you know, adherence, the initial followers. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost always a real slow pull. Uh, they almost and always. Do cult leaders know this? Oh, I think so. Yes. Yes. So do cult leaders Very study previous cults and they know consciously what they're doing or are they kind of making it like are they right the writers of lost are they making it up as they go along <laughs> or do they know Great if reference. you're if you're starting a cult today <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of people you can study you can yeah. look to but i'm just so curious how the same ways you know sociopaths operate the way they yeah. do the way that if you're starting a cult are you like i'm gonna start a cult or do you, does it does it start with i'm kind of this bully or i kind of want to be popular and then it gets out of hand and you're like oh, i think i have a cult on my hands like i'm just so mm. so fascinated by that it well they tend to like pop out of religion because they're usually losers yes oh yes almost always mm. uh like ex- extreme losers. like works they- losers you're yep. like this is the guy you guys are so letting chip- butt fuck you to yeah. get to heaven oh, this totally. guy so they have a chip on their shoulder and they have a different kind of incentive because they probably couldn't make it. They're always a straight short. Job. Yeah, I, it's funny. They're always now short. Now I want to look the heights up of these people. I'm telling you. But they are, and they're very narcissistic, but they tend to like, I mean, there's cults that come out of like new age beliefs, cults that come out of Christian beliefs. Like every religion, there's cults that spring out of it. Mm-hmm. In this country, it's mostly Christianity and, uh, you know, various offshoots. But what they do, they don't necessarily study other cults, but they just... They will study their religion very extensively. Like, uh, okay. And it tends to be offshoots of Christianity that have some element of, um, what do you call it? Like modern prophecy, uh, or I think this, like, on, I can't remember the terms right now, ongoing revelation, where, okay, like uh, in Seventh day Adventists, they believe, or more like Mormonism, LDS, the, ch- the president of the LDS church is considered a prophet. Like they talk to God. And they can they can speak to God and God tells them what to do with all of the LDS, you know, population. Mm-hmm. And then within LDS, too, there's like anybody can receive revelation. So it's personal revelation is big in the LDS. So they're community. empowering you to say you can also yep. hear. You can t- yep. You can hear God. So there's that. So they're opening up magical thinking. Magical thinking. I also think there's a little bit of in every cult, there is a we're going to convince you you have more power over your destiny than you actually yes. might it's a lot of like i'm not trying to control you you're you're in charge of your destiny if you just manifest this oh yes if yes. you just like I a lot remember, of new age cults will do that like i was in this um like yeah. you're you're uh take your power back by mm-hmm. giving us this percentage yeah. of your income yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. i mean oh, yeah it's like kind of very like radical accountability and radical power and while do, you succumb to this and they do that with fear despot. too Christianity, it's uh, Armageddon. It's the second coming. But and there's they other will versions. tell you. So I don't, yeah. They'll tell you other people are trying to control you. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's how they cut you off from their family. Yes. Other people yep. are trying to control you, yep. which is exactly what they're doing. I mean, the, the basic sales pitch is it, what's crazy is like it's so close to the religion. It's like, I mean, because you could argue that, you know, all major religions are also cults, just really big ones. Mm-hmm. And so like with the Christian ones, they'll point to scripture as what they'll do. They'll, they'll get people who are disillusioned with their Christian church. And then they'll mm-hmm. play off of the scripture to twist them. Like, well, you know, nobody believed Jesus. Look, you know, people turned away from Jesus. And that's the same thing happening here. I'm now basically new Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then they tend to use this huge fear thing. And they're thing just doing of, it to make money. And we don't need money until 
in three years, well, we need some money if we're going to build this right. thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. They, they tend to like start off. Yeah. They, they don't come out the gate with trying to take your money and things. They're just um, getting you to trust them more and more. And then inevitably, like there's this arc with most of them where they get a doomsday revelation. And now there's like a ticking clock kind of thing going on. And you have to get with them to be part of the inner circle uh, to be saved by God. So they just first get you to think that they're just a really uh, strong religious person. Man, they know scripture so well. And then, oh my gosh, big news, guys. I just received a revelation. We have to go out to this part of the country. End times are coming. That's a very common thing. Are you, what is the um, Jehovah's Witness? Oh yeah, uh-huh. Jehovah's Witness is terrifying. So th this is like there's a certain amount of people that would be saved, right? Like a specific number. 144,000. 144,000 or 144,400. But yeah, it's a how certain number. How come no number. one bumps on the specificity of that? Like how It's some scriptural interpretation. They point uh, to scripture. And they're like... Uh, so whatever this force mm -hmm. is that kills people is like, is got a cl ch clicker. Got a little clicker. A little nut. Like, you know it's like one to, has a attendance yeah. sheet. Like, that's what... <laughs> right. Like, oh, I'm it's actually... It's also crazy. I'm kind of with it. Like, because I'm kind of like, how... Like, like, I'm always trying to go like... Like, Scientology, I just... Um, yeah. I smoked too much weed in January when my mom died and I got deep into, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I got it. No, thank you. Yeah. No, it was, it was, she was in a bed for years. And, um, I got real deep into looking for Shelly Miscavige. I've talked about this, but I was like, I was like, <laughs> what? There's sometimes you want to go like, what's the appeal? People must really, there must be something about this. Same thing with Scientology as these, uh, um, these Christian offshoots is it's your part of the inner circle. That's right. You get to know the special knowledge that not everybody, uh -huh. you're going to be one of the few, one of the select that gets saved. Saved. That's Scientology. You, if you get audited enough and you yeah. progress through all these levels, you too can be raped by Danny Masters. <laughs> but it's also, yeah. I think, part of the the um, purpose of religion. If mm -hmm. you're gonna, besides to make money in the beginning, you know, was also to control people. The same way Santa yeah. was invented to, because yeah. someone was like. Someone's watching you, and if you're naughty, you're not getting toys. Right. And then kids are like, oh, God. And that was like surveillance for the totally. year. It's a way to control yep. kids. It's like the Grimm's fairy tales and all the folklore, mm -hmm. the, the boogeyman and yeah. all these different cultures. Yeah. yeah, it was just a way to get kids to go to fucking bed. Yes, exactly. You, know, you leave the end. Please don't leave the house because there are wolves and shit and people fucking will eat kids or whatever because there were savages. Mm -hmm. and it's been so long ago. Yeah, and I think like and the, if it, if you're if there are people out there not cheating on their wives or not stealing because right. they think God is watching, like is yep. that so bad? That's what I think. And I, like the the homophobia that comes out of like a lot of Abrahamic religions. Mm -hmm. No part of me is like, yeah, there's like this fucking deity that doesn't Even like gay Jesus people. Jesus looks so gay in every right. photo. <laughs> He's such a daddy. <laughs> Why is he like shirtless on the cross? Like, mm. <laughs> just like. <laughs> but I think about like pragmatically for the time. You needed to get your tribe of people bigger than other tribes of people for your kingdom to survive. Yeah. And so you need people to kick out babies because if, because fucking people are dying left and right. Yep. It was a terrible time yep. to be yep. alive. Yep. And if you have more people, you have more soldiers mm -hmm. and you can defend your territory. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, survival of the fittest in a very like uh, there's a scarcity of resources. I mean, like now, but in a more savage way back then where it's yeah. like, if you don't have enough people to defend your little kingdom, yep. you will get motherfucked. Genghis Khan will come in, make a, a pyramid of skulls Correct. in what used to be your city and mm. everyone dies. So yep. there's like so much incentive for God mm. to tell you, have a fuckload of kids. Mm -hmm. So don't be gay because <laughs> we don't need butt babies. We need fucking human yeah, babies. Yeah. <laughs> but so babies can't fight. It's like we're not homophobic. Like we yeah. get that. We've tried yeah. it. It's great. We just like, 
We also right. need to put up some numbers here. Yeah, and that's yeah. just not. <laughs> sure. I mean, on the side, go get your dick sucked. Just you can have but, sex with men, just mm-hmm. come in women at the end. But like, just, just pee in the bee as much as you know. <laughs> Get us some I babies. I never thought about that. <laughs> um, yeah. What's your favorite cult? <laughs> I'm in between mm. Wild Wild Country. Oh, Once you're putting yeah. a beaver in a blender, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. But like. They had it took over a town in Oregon. How did they get so much money? That guy was the guy mm-hmm. that, that Osho cult, right? He was driving Bentleys. He had, oh, yeah. So many Bentleys. So when you're. It's a steady progression. In the cult. Yeah. You're not like doing the math on this right i mean they had their own airport with a f- plane oh yeah oh yeah they, they were they were trying to build i think they were like buying in of like well that cult and uh, the one in antelope oregon a lot of them there was a lot of orgies and stuff going on and, yeah. it, and it was like that kind of i don't know why i think they put something in the water too it wasn't lithium but i, I think there was something that, about in the water um but I remember it was like, you know, that whole kind of like yoga new age. Vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that got attached to more affluent people. Yeah. But it does like there were, was a, a time, especially like 70s, 80s, where it was like the cool new thing for wealthy uh, people. A lot of like wealthy women to go to India, go on these yoga retreats yeah. and things. And then there were people like that guru. I can't remember his name that would exploit that. So I think early on that guy figured out that Bajwan uh, uh, Bhagwan, Bhagwan Rajnishi, yes. or something. Yeah. Oh, why did I think it was Osho? Is that the same person? Sometimes they would have different names. Maybe he was one of those. Yeah, his name is Bhagwan Sri Rajnish Osho. Rajnish. Okay. Oh, okay. Osho. Yeah, because I had lots of his books when I first moved to LA, and I was like reading The Secret and listening to Abraham oh, yeah. oh, Hicks, God. and I was reading. Oh Osho. my God, Abraham Hicks. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, you got uh, the Law of Attraction and all that. They always take shit too far. You know the secret. I, and here's what I'll say. Look, there's elements of it that are good. Elements. Did it work or not? You tell me. <laughs> right, I you're mean, doing great. I in I think also, but when you go like these vitamins yeah. work, they changed my life. But also the kind of yeah. person that went and bought the vitamins is mm-hmm. probably also working out, also yep. taking care yep. of themselves, also eating well. I don't think anyone yeah. just like goes, I'm going to buy some vitamins and they just keep eating McDonald's all day. <laughs> The kind of person that goes and buys the secret yeah. is probably already the person who's going to work really hard yeah. anyway. So it's I, hard to delineate. I had a friend push the secret on me so hard and I finally like started to read it and I got so angry. I, I literally threw it in the trash and then just to fuck with him because it was <laughs> that, what bothered me was this when they take it uh, a good premise too far. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, you just got to be more positive. You got to, to attract more positivity. And if you don't have what you want. It's just because you're not It's positive. your fault. Yeah, you're not being positive. I hate that. Yeah. And immediately my brain went to like all these kids in like war-torn Africa who grew up, you know, like they're literally, they have it's fucking just, AIDS It's because they have bad attitudes. Yeah, you got a shitty attitude. That's why you were born with AIDS. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> if you had a better attitude, huh. then your your um, neighbor wouldn't have eaten your fucking brother after gutting him with the machete, like whatever, this yes, horrible thing. Yes, 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 yes. So I remember uh, he got so mad. It was actually, it might have kind of tilted our friendship to no longer being friends uh, this one phone call but I left him a, a voicemail and I was like hey dude I gotta apologize I know I've been giving you a lot of shit about the secret but I finally like gave it a chance and it's awesome man it's 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 everything you said it was going to be you just have to manifest things it's so cool but as I'm leaving you this voicemail I'm actually holding on to an eagle and he's just fucking <laughs> taking me through the air because that's what I manifested you dumb fuck fuck your stupid book <laughs> But yeah. I think what it did do for me, like, oh, and there, there are good 
many good. Oh, there's like, a fly on your head. I don't know why we have so many bugs in here today. This is I'm a demon. weird. No, I, I bring <laughs> it did come out of your mouth. It did. You they tried, weren't here before I showed up. You tried to pretend it went in your mouth. They're flying out They're of your mouth very of rapidly. The soulless void. That <laughs> I'm is, like, has, is covering all this evil stuff affecting you at all? You're like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you just talk like RFK now. <laughs> um, so, is there ever anything that you're just like? Ugh, like I like the R. Kelly oh my God. episode. Was there anything that you're kind of like, I'm a podcaster. I don't know if this is true or not. Like, do you have to get, I mean, I had to get umbrella insurance because I was oh, worried about getting yeah, sued. Well, mm-hmm. But like the R. Kelly yeah, thing, was there anything in there that like you didn't, that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I see where like, um, Actually, not as much with R. Kelly. I mean, a little bit. It's funny. Uh, I was a little bit worried about some of his crazy diehard fans mm-hmm. that um, still to this day are like, he's innocent. He's framed. Like, kickback from them. And we would know because we live in Wisconsin. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exa- exactly. Like, even if that's yep. true, yeah. how yeah. do you know that? How do you know that? Yep. But I wasn't as But there were other ones. One of the ones that made me the most nervous randomly was a Hell's Angel uh, episode because I... I don't know like one percenters personally, but I've known a lot of people who are friendly with them, like associate with different one clubs. percenters, like, like rich, the, rich like people. The, no, no, one percenters. I'm sorry, like the motorcycle club, like the actual Hell's Angels. We're in a fucking gang. Are they called one percenters? Five. Oh. What now? Five percenters. Is it five percenters? Five percenters. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? It's been so long. I thought it was okay. Five percent. That's the people who are like legit in the gang, right? Okay. Well, we just found out okay, Pat is okay. for sure. He's in a gang. Cool. He's in a motorcycle club. <laughs> but like these real Sons of Anarchy MC people, like when I was studying them and just talking to people who know them, like they do definitely live by this code of like this honor code. And if you are shitting on them, like I was careful to like be truthful, but try not to be too insulting. And I did get a few messages of I better not see you out on the street. And I'm like, and I'd read enough about them. I'm like, they're not kidding. Like they don't care about prison. They don't care about no. like they would just they go to, fuck they get work done principle. when they go to prison right like they get they get they get some chores done right right I met oh so random but um the most it was like the coolest story from a comedy club but also like kind of the scariest uh did you ever work oh my god it was Craig Glazer in Kansas City um oh my god Sanford and Sons it was like this weird yeah and it yes. was a crazy coked out yes. dude yes he died. But he was a maniac, Craig Glazer. Okay. And he was running this I club. I disassociated a lot of the yeah, cokeheads. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, yeah, very wild club. And they didn't do crowd control really at all. Because mm-hmm. like, and actually actually this night, the owner wasn't doing crowd control because he was literally getting in a fist fight with his brother. And these are like dudes in their 50s. Cool. Just insane. Yeah. And uh, there was this guy in the front row who wouldn't shut the fuck up. And the MC was newer in comedy. I don't know, a woman about... 23, 24, 25. Ruins her set. Next guy feature, some guy about 40, ruins his set. And I'm just pissed that no one's taking control of this. So I go up and just like kind of snap. I don't I do not do that anymore on stage. I try to be like really calm, but I used to get very I'm sure aggro. the audience was annoyed too. Oh, they there's were. a point where when you're headlining or yeah. something and there's chaos going on, like someone's got to be the adult. Oh, room. yeah. But I took it too far and just threatened him and was like, come up on stage right now. I'm like, I'll fuck you up in front of this entire, like, went, like I was so angry. I hated this guy so much. End up getting him thrown out. He walks out uh, or is, you know, taken out by the like the assistant manager or whatever. Doesn't come back after the show. I'm selling CDs. This is uh, that long ago. Because also just really quick, like before yeah. Chris Rock got hit in the face, before, yeah. you know, you saw Dave Chappelle. Like, 
I think people think that don't realize how dangerous our jobs yeah. are. How just what you know, I can just walk up there. I mean, Jim Jeffries got punched in the yep. face. You can find that on YouTube. I saw that. Yeah, John Caparulo at Hermosa recently. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, had a yeah. glass thrown right at his chest. Like this girl, Ariel Elias. I think I put it on my Twitter. Someone threw a beer can right her head. Like this happens yeah. all. Yeah. The time and yeah. it's like just the idea that we're up there and usually the, our security is like mm-hmm. open micers or just right. like door guys like yep. it's you have not a bunch trained of, you have a bunch of drunk pe- pissed off people yeah. in a tiny box yeah you know well th- this was the heckler who got assaulted now this night so then he leaves afterwards when i'm out in the lobby two guys and it turns out they were like legit motorcycle gang it was the the mc's dad and she told me later like oh yeah he's been in, in and out of prison my whole life um, for like running drugs, you know, assault, all these things, but also like, you know, very nice to me, like good protective dad and his buddy. And these guys are huge. They're like, you became a comedian. He must not have done that good of a job. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, he wasn't around a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. And they're like six, two, six, three, but like, I don't know, two sixty, two seventy, just big beefy guys. And the one guy walks up to me and the first thing he says is I took care of it. And just real calm. And I'm like, what? And then he shows me blood on his knuckles. <gasps> that guy who insulted his daughter, who like gave a shit. He waited until he was thrown out. He said he followed him out of the club. So while I'm on stage, this is happening. He follows him out of the club. That guy goes downstairs, uh, smoking a cigarette outside of another bar. He said he just walked up, lit up a cigarette himself, stood next to this guy. And then after a few seconds, you know, just goes, hey, we're were you that guy in that comedy club. And, and, And the guy started to say, yeah, they fucking, you know, a bunch of bullshit. He told me, he goes, my first punch, I bounced his head off the wall. And then as he's coming back, I hit him again and he was out cold before his face hit the concrete. And then he just walked back in and then calmly enjoyed the rest of the show. Like, but like when he's talking to me about this, this is nothing to him. He's just like, who cares if this guy's alive or dead? He insulted my daughter. So now he gets fucked up and that's just life. And he was a current Hells Angel or a- I don't know which MC club he was part of. I don't okay. know if it was like the Mongols or the Hells Angels or what, but. Yeah, he had the cut. I didn't know enough about that stuff at that time. He was part of some legit game. Hey, y'all. Guess what? Just had an actual baby. And you know what happened? I'm bald. Uh, I don't know exactly how science works, but it is a true fact that babies eat your hair follicles from the inside. So I finally grew my hair back after bleaching it for two years during the pandemic. And now this little vampire sucked it all out. And guess what else? My son had the audacity to be born with a full head of hair. After making me bald. Your hair. The gall. So he obviously took my hair from my scalp and then stapled it on his own head in utero, which is downright sneaky. Okay? I refuse to be bald. It's just not in the cards for me. No thank you, sir. So I started taking Nutrafol. I heard about it from so many people. It is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Thinning hair is different for men and women. So a one size fits all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Pun intended. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow based on your biology, life stage, such as postpartum or menopause, and lifestyle factors such as plant-based lifestyles. Physician formula. It doesn't help you learn to read, however. 
Physician formulated with drug-free ingredients, Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor visit required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You're going to see results in three to six months. Don't mess around. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code good for you. Look at this hair. Look at this ponytail. I whip my hair back and forth now. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code Good for you. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code, good for you. Don't play yourself. Like, to be, I'm obsessed with the mafia and how, yeah. like, New York mm-hmm. was so much safer when the mafia was, like, kind of in charge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Allow like, a certain amount of crime, but, like, let the professionals do it kind of thing. Let us handle yeah. it and we'll yeah. make sure that all the immigrants yeah. are taken care of and yeah. we'll make sure, you know, and, like, they're going to cause a lot of crime and they're going right. to, you know, hurt a lot of people, but also, like, the subways were never safer, you Funny. know, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. sometimes I kind of like there to be... Like, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, I'm, I'm fascinated by that honor code, like somebody getting that mad, because I just don't have that. I don't have sacred cows that way. It's so foreign to me. Pride in your city, I just, I fuck with that. I just think it's cool. Pride, pride in like anything like that, that is not like, you know, yourself, your family. Like if somebody threatened my kids, then yeah, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? You know, like trying, mm-hmm. but, but if somebody, even if somebody was just like, I think your kids are... Are dorks or whatever. I think your kids are shittles. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, you're a fucking dickhead, but yeah. I'm not going to like come try to find you. Yeah. It's not like worth it to me. Um, that's just such a foreign thing to get like so mad that somebody shits on your town that you're going to like fuck that person up. Like you're going to uh, cause a huge war well, it's or a something. comedian being silly, but I'm like, Means, yeah. he was like, you just walked into something and you're kind of like, oh, this is so real. Like for some reason, what? I don't know why, th- maybe now that there's TV shows or I thought yeah. maybe the internet or yeah. the f- ability to track people really easily yeah. made this less um, potent of right, a thing. Right. But like in doing the episodes on it, like what exactly do gangs, like what is their day-to-day bread and butter? Is it to protect certain areas? Is it to, you know... Yeah, like, I mean, usually it's like turf. I mean, they're just like, they're they're fighting for control. Mm-hmm. And, and there is like a big, like, respect thing. And I, actually, I haven't really thought about, like, why that is so important. But like, like you know, whether it's motorcycle clubs, Bloods and Crips, like mm-hmm. other gangs, yeah. uh, the mafia. Because as we talk about religion, it's like belonging respect. to something. Yep, yeah. it's your tribe. It's like a... a, a a much, much more aggressive, exaggerated version of I can make fun of my sister, but you can't make fun of my sister. Exactly. It's my sister. And so there was something yeah. where I was kind of like, I respect that you guys didn't yeah. put up with it. If you just looked at the post I made, you probably would see that I was joking, but right. it just turned into like Whitney disrespected Oxnard. Let's yeah. fucking get like, I respect that you guys right. have that kind of integrity. It's Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's very different. I, I remember in Cleveland was I, uh. I had to get walked to my car one night after a show uh, or walk to whatever was taking me back to the hotel just because I made fun of the Browns that much. And, and, and they're like, they like. Even <laughs> I, I know not joking. to do that. I thought Even they were joking at first. I know yeah. not to do that. I know that, that now. But at, at, at the time, I was like, well, you're kidding, right? Mm-mm. Like, they're that mad. They're waiting for me in the parking lot because I'm like, the Browns do suck. Like, they have to know that. They, right. see, they, they know how records work. They know how playoffs work. Mm-hmm. And they know that they fucking never go. 
But they're like, like we know that. Like, but our it's the life, same thing. yes. They're like, they're like, we can make those jokes. Make fun and of the we Dallas will. Cowboys. They yep, never don't, lose. Don't fucking shit on us. Don't shit on our team. We, we'll shit on our team. Mm-hmm. You don't live here. You don't shit on our team. Mm. I guess it's like a similar mentality. But, but I grew up in like, I don't know, my household is just like so irreverent. And like my town. We make fun of it. We're comics. We make fun it? of everything. Yep. Like nothing's off limits. Yeah. But it's interesting when you stumble on a sacred cow. Right. Or, you know? Yeah, the town I grew up in. We didn't care if other people called us a shithole because we also knew it was a shithole. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's no secret. Yeah. Like, we don't want to live here. But I think when you like, get you older and you yeah. realize that towns that are shitholes got screwed y- yes. and by the is government. That. And that's my town. Uh, the sawmill went away. They never rebuilt it. And all the jobs went away. Mm-hmm. You know? And so like, it's, like, yeah. it's like, you know, I have family. Like, is, we descend from Vir- West Virginia. You know? And, like, yeah. I made a bunch of West yeah. Virginia jokes on... James, the James Corden show and okay. growing up we would always go like we're from West Virginia that's why yeah. we're, we're inbred and that's why our t- I have a cavity and that you know we would make fun of it <laughs> yeah and then I went on Corden and made fun of it and got murdered and even though you're well I I stepped in a hornet's nest that was like you're publicly um propagating the stereotype oh. that makes it so businesses uh-huh. don't come here. Tourism uh, doesn't come yeah. here. And they've got so screwed by the coal industry, yeah. by so many things that it's like, you know, it, it's the first time I ever apologized for jokes okay. in my life. Because I was like, oh, I understand. You guys have been so systematically destroyed that this thing that was just like a throwaway for me yeah. is a very sort of like elitist thing to do even though it's like well me and my family joke about this we're from there but it's like not funny because people die because you know they can't get you know do you feel more do you feel more responsibility that way now with like your level of exposure where it's like you have uh many more fans than I do. Like I might be able to make certain jokes. Mm. It, it's, it's, you know, different for me than it was, you know, years ago. Uh, where I, I mean, I do think about that responsibility a little bit, but you're much more exposed than I am where there's like more weight for what you say. Mm. Th- does that make it harder to I like, I think it's like, you do- just have to know how you come off. You know, mm. I think you have to know yeah. what people assume about you. And I think that yeah. for a long time, because I come from that, I was like, I, I tried to, they call it class, being a class trader. Um, I got a lot of tweets about this, but how trader. by the time I, you get to Hollywood, you're like, yeah. drop the accent. Ah. You're not, see, now I have the West Virginia signs ever. Now I can't, but it was like, <laughs> nope, I'm from here and I am polished and I'm one of you and you don't have to worry about me being a problem. Like I'm an insider. Like you kind of want to pretend to be an insider and then you get inside and you're like, oh, this place is disgusting. Like these yeah. people are awful and I want no part of this. And then- the outsiders think you're an insider and you're like, no, 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 I'm an outsider. I was just pretending to be an insider because I was poor and I wanted to succeed and I had to play (laughs) that game. And then you're on glossy shows like Letterman and Leno and stuff like that. And then you're on a big platform and making fun, you know, it feels like punching down, I guess, even though for me, it didn't feel like punching down because I'm like, no, no, I'm down here with you. But that's not how how it's perceived. That's not how it's perceived at all. And just, we're so tribalist. You have to make, you know, you also have to know what a girl in a, I mean, I returned the suit afterwards in an expensive suit making fun of West Virginia. It's not funny. Right. It's just like pick on someone your own size. That's what it looks. It looks like bullying. And people are not rational with like how they perceive humor. I mean, I, I find that interesting. Like, okay, like on Time Suck, I apply the same dark humor and try to skewer the subjects with logic, whether it's a serial killer mm-hmm. or a religious subject. Yeah. You know, and uh, serial killer subjects, no one gives a shit how hard I go no. on these people. But if I apply that exact same humor to something like Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever like that, 
then a certain segment fucking people lose their minds because like oh that was so unfair you know how you handled that and mm. it just like you were so mean i'm like no no i was exactly the same yeah but now it's something you care about mm-hmm. so it's no longer a joke let me ask you though like is there something in the sorry to go back to the cults and the yeah. in the religions of like you know, I'm interested in like Scientology is like no pharma, right? Or no psychiatric meds, no seizure yeah, they're meds. Against, they're against psychic. There's history why they're against that. And and it yeah. is and the Jehovah's Witness no blood transfusions. That fascinates me. Like, what's up with meddling? Is there like some reason? It all goes for- back to some scriptural interpretation. Oh, all that okay. stuff, you know. And that's the problem with interpretation is like, you know. Uh, 40 different denominations can look at the same piece of scripture and interpret it 40 different ways and use it to rationalize all kinds of beliefs, sometimes good, sometimes terrible. Maybe I'm too uh, tinfoil hat because I'm like, oh, yeah. it seems like you guys don't want your cult members or religious members to go to doctors because they are they might debunk. I wish it was that intelligent. Yeah. I don't think it often is. I uh. think it just like somebody at one point was just like, nope, this is how we're supposed to do things. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, sometimes quite a bit of thought went into it. I think other times not so much. Or they're able to say, like, look, and this just, in uh-huh, the says Psalm here, up, up, says up, up, up. here. Yep. It has just enough proof. But what's the Scientology um, no seizure medication thing? Oh, yeah. The, oh, actually, before that, the, the Jehovah's Witnesses, I did not know much about them before I looked into them. They have they that episode pissed me off more than almost any other because they have this thing called the two witness rule that has made their religion become a haven for pedophiles. Where what it is, is if uh, basically like if you're not supposed to go to the cops, if there is like uh, one Jehovah's Witness does something to another one, you're supposed to bring it to the church. And it's this two witness rule where if you can't get two people to agree on the same story, then no crime occurred. So if a person is alone with a kid in a bedroom and the kid's saying they molested me Mm. and the adult saying, no, I didn't, Mm. then no one got molested because only one person is saying that they were molested, not two. The second person isn't corroborating that. So like rape, molestation, fucking rampant in the kingdom halls of the Jehovah's Witness. And I I had more people writing emails of like, thank you for saying that, for exposing that. Here's what happened to me when I was a kid. Here's what happened to my, I had people I knew in life that I didn't even know were raised in that. Come and say that they were molested or whatever and no one ever did anything. It's, oh, fucking I mean, because it's also, yeah, if someone is like, hey, this kid Mm -hmm. is saying I molested him, I didn't. You're like, I'm not getting involved. Like no one, Mm -hmm. well, I would have to see it. Right, right, right. Like, can you do it again so I can see it? Like, what? Now we're in a, I have to enter into a threesome with you? Like, how does that even, when has it gone in the way of the child? Never. It never does. Because who's going to go, Yep. everyone's going to deny that they did it. Yep, and that's where I get real conspiratorial. Like, this kid, I I misunderstood, I was Mm -hmm. putting his pants on, and he's. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, they're so patriarchal, a lot of That's those. That's a genius rule, though, because there's no... Oh, if you're no... a sex offender? Oh, it's fucking great. Because you... kids are liars. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's easy yep. to convince, like, yeah, he also thinks he's the president. He also thinks he's an <laughs> right, astronaut. Right. And I and there's always an excuse to put clothes on kids yeah. or bathe kids or yeah. he's confused or she's confused. And then the Scientology thing, L. Ron Hubbard is fascinating to me. And, you know, he was a Pulp Fiction author Mm -hmm. for years, wrote in all kinds of genres, uh, country western or science fiction, fantasy, wrote all these books. And then that wasn't going so well for him for a while. And he wanted to – Dianetics originally, he wanted it to be this – it was the – what is it? The audit, auditors, the little readers that they – I can't remember what they're called right now. The Mm e-readers that they use to audit Scientologists. Like like, when you're admitting your secrets mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. a a recording device? The the first edition of that was you just buy the kit and do it at home. 
But then what he realized, he sold it, it sold pretty well. But then, uh, then they're like, oh shit, I can't keep reselling that person. So, now, but then he switched it to be like, oh no, you have to come to you us. You come here to do and it. And you continually get these new revelations if you follow all these. He started adding this hierarchy because if you just sell the one thing, like a self-help book, well, then they buy the book and they have all the answers. But if you just kind of like, you know, uh, drizzle it out and like breadcrumb it out and you have to like stay with us, that's uh-huh. how he kind of built it into this religion. But initially he didn't want it to be a religion. He wanted it to be. He wanted to be recognized by the American Psychological Association or American Psychiatric Association, one Mm. of those. And they rejected him. And uh, that was like the first edition. He wanted it to be this new type of uh, psychology. Like he wanted to be um, (laughs) the new Carl Jung or whatever. (laughs) Sorry. I just just love him. (laughs) It's like the Nexium guy who invented his own mathematics. Yes. You're like, you don't don't get to make up a new mathematics. Like, guys, I have a new measuring system. Um, like you're just like, what? These delusional narcissists. Yeah. And when they rejected him, that is when he turned and hated psychology and psychiatry. And said, I'll just it, start a religion. All of that, the, their aversion to that is not based in any kind of, you know, higher power. I love any a kind personal of vendetta. It's a personal vendetta of the founder. <laughs> As the like yep. cornerstone. Yep. They rejected me. So fuck them. Like, like we hate Cindy. Right, right. She broke my heart in high school. Yep, yeah. Like that's the cornerstone right. of your cult. I would love that in like a biblical book, like these weird references to like Susan, you know, and like, and thou shalt so forth this. Yeah. And also Susan shall never see the Lord's light. Like, who's and the Susan? devil, AKA Susan. And you're like, this feels very specific. It's like, like a last name. It's like uh, Alec Baldwin has a memoir. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Whatever. I feel like he's got a lot of lot of lists on the list of things I yeah. could make fun of he's him about. Li- okay, oh, yeah. I feel like I'm not breaking the top ten right now, but he has this memoir. I was going to work with him on something, and I was like, let me read his book. And um, it was a couple years ago, and it was like whatever his memoir was. Which, by the way, he still adds chapters to it to his Facebook. Oh, interesting. Profile, which is kind of yeah. randomly fascinating, but he brings up Kim Basinger so often. Weird. Like it's like awkward. Yeah, like almost yeah. he like still is hung up on her or something. Like mm-hmm. he does the Kim Basinger chapters and da da da. And then we're way later. We're like 15 years later. He's on the set of a movie talking about it. He's like, it was a cold night, but not as cold as Kim's heart. <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, I, I, I feel like we solved that. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. like we were well out of the divorce. That is awesome. You're fully on with Hilaria now. We're such fascinating creatures. Where it's we like, what, yeah, what gets stuck in our head? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what are the external things we need to do to meet the internal needs? So if we're like, okay, we didn't get enough love as a children, yeah. as a child, or we we go do stand up and we get these. Right. Credits. But when you're like, I need to start a cult. Oh my god. To fix that thing that happened when I was seven. Yeah. You usually like the people who become. Wait, cult do leaders, we kind of have cults though? Kind of. Yeah, with like fan base, you like a cult fan base. Yeah, you kind of you have a cult. You know Wait what? a minute. <laughs> <laughs> It is a joke. By the way. Yeah. (laughs) That like I could be this weird cult leader. The fact that people listening to this are like, you guys are just catching on (laughs) to the irony that you're obsessed with cults and you're actively trying to, I'm like, my merch, come see me, come see me live, (laughs) do the meet and greets. Yeah. Yeah. I I think most of the people who go like true compound, fucking the followers, you know, exploiting everybody, it's like a slow progression. I don't think they intentionally, like when they very first started thought they could go that far it feels like it's like this steady progression of can mm-hmm. i get away with this can i get away? oh wow that's and then crazy power how people starts to corrupt and yep. also the 
like there's being a animal like deep in the animal rescue world, which yeah. is, I do sometimes publicly, sometimes not. Depends yeah. on if I need leverage or, or if it makes sense to be public about it. But there's something called founder syndrome where you get this God complex where you kind of start honestly. Like, like for example, mm. there's this, this place called Wildlife Way Station out in yeah. Silmar close by, which is, you know, it started, you know, by this woman who I'm sure in the beginning was just wanted to save animals, you yeah. know, and she's, you know, in uh, Hollywood, there's lots of animals that used to be used in movies and now it's out of fashion to use them in movies so there's all these really expensive animals that need to go somewhere you yeah. know it's just remember tippy hedron uh melanie griffith's mom had tigers and lions whatever people are bonkers there's a lot of private ownership of these animals so she starts taking yeah. in these animals and then everyone's like you're such a hero you're saving all these animals and then all of a sudden she's wearing mink coats and she has zebra skins in her house and she's taking ninety thousand dollars out of the donations and there's no Whoa, water yeah, and yeah. she's getting dogs from from uh, mm-hmm. shelters and feeding them to the bears and all of a sudden she's you know it's <laughs> she's the animal abuser all yeah, of a sudden yeah. and you're like how did this happen and she's got bears in crates and is doing all the chimpanzees are killing each other and she keep it basically becomes like hoarding and I just wonder, were you always a psychopath? Right. And were you always an or did power corrupt your brain? Yes. I think, I mean, I, I think that, I think the latter where it's like the power corrupts, like could have been very altruistic initially. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a steady progression. I, sorry, I'm just fighting laughter because when you first said like the syndrome, <laughs> we were talking about cults. I was picturing just some weird animal cult leader that is fucking all the animals. <laughs> like at, at first, at first they're just petting them and giving them enough food, and then they're withholding food, and then they have to get fucked to get their food. It's like this really dark, weird beastmaster situation. I mean, the thing about Michael Jackson, I know this is the hot take on of all the things he's been accused of, but the yeah. guy abused animals too. I mean, he basically had this zoo. Oh yeah, he had elephants. There's still one elephant that's missing. Whoa. Bella, we're looking for. He had giraffes. He had chimpanzees. I I mean, bubbles and chubs. Remember oh, yeah, all those? Bubbles. There's you can't put a chimpanzee in a suit. It doesn't. <laughs> they rip your face off your head. Okay. They're fucking, they're, I'm so scared of chimpanzees. So chimps and so yeah. bubbles and chubs. There was three, four of each. There's a video, a TMZ video huh. of Jane Goodall calling out Bob Dunn, the guy who was procuring the chimps. So he had. <laughs> You know, they would sub in different chimps all yeah, the time and yeah. they would keep the chimps in these cages so that they oh couldn't develop any muscles and they what? were all drugged. Oh, yeah. So he was also trafficking exotic animals to make a zoo to get kids. How He was bad, just so fucking insane. How bad of a pedophile are you that you had to get elephants to lure it? You're Michael <laughs> Jackson. Have some self-esteem. You're Michael Jackson. Like uh, he's you, The kids were going to get that. The parents were going to bring the kids. Someone was going to fall for that. You didn't need to bring giraffes into it. I can't imagine with him and some of them, like um, that progression where it's like, if you're famous when you're five years old, yeah, and it's like, that can't be good for anybody. Nope. It's not, you know, and, and then and then and then it just builds mm-hmm. and builds and builds throughout mm-hmm. like your teens and mm-hmm. your 20s. And then I don't know for sure about him, but maybe he was gay or bisexual, mm-hmm. but didn't feel comfortable coming out that way. And also, all the abuse of his father yeah. and everything. It's like he was so batshit crazy mm-hmm. by the end where it's like his weird ranch with the roller coasters mm-hmm. and all the paintings of him inside and all the like murals yeah. of cherub babies. I feel more empathy or whatever sympathy, mm-hmm. I guess, towards him than like. Okay, like an R. Kelly or something. Maybe there's just a the narcissism yeah. that comes with taking huge risks as an artist, or like is also the narcissism of I can get away with this or I'm invincible. And there's other weird psychological things like a lot of those guys that end up going after, let's say, like teens were nerds when they were teens mm. and they just got stuck there. They're like, I wasn't, when I was 16, mm. I wasn't able to get the 16 year old girl. But now I'm fucking 40. 
and I'm going to get it's like they just won't move past like you talk about the grudge or the vendetta it's like they Mm. have this weird I think there's this weird psychological thing where it's like they want to redo the narrative of like uh, like who Uh, I am and my identity is the guy who can get the girls we're deep down inside but only once you made millions of dollars and had a Bentley like you'll always know that's why and it's just so fucking sad that they have to do that or you could just go to therapy or you could just like really try to like get to the bottom of why you're fucking fixated on who you were when you were 15. Or like, you need to be like older women aren't like, <sighs> they're yes, like, that was a good hit. Now let's get, you know what I mean? Yep. There's no, you're treated like a God. Yeah, absolutely. You're always on a pedestal that's, if it's someone that it. young. Yep. Uh, and actually R. Or Kelly. Or no one's going to be like, oh, is it in? Like yeah. y- young girls don't say that. R. Kelly actually said that shit to his like circle of like like why he went for that age group. I think it was some gross way of like they haven't been ruined yet or they haven't been like – or, or something like I can still mold them. It's you a know? power – It's a power control. thing. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. That made me think about like my wife. But I also joke- like <laughs> it's like you – like fish in a barrel. How yeah. is it really – powerful if it's fish in a barrel right do you know what I mean? anyway that's, their, I'm e- trying their to... egos are so fragile i think i was laughing because i think about like when my wife Lindsay and i watch like some movie where there's that kind of stuff going on i'll just look at her i'm like if, i'm like you just if you could just fucking submit if you would just be subservient <laughs> we would get along so much better <laughs> like, <laughs> like it riles her up so much we now take a break from dan cummins and whitney cummings talking to talk about coming <laughs> Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. It's easy to shop funlove.com from the comfort of your couch. Is that where people have sex these days or masturbate? Fine. If so, I just, I would never allow any kind of fluid near my couch. Um, We'd have to do it on like a thousand coasters. Like people can't even sit on my couch in their outside jeans because men don't watch their jeans. I think they watch them, but I don't think they wash them. Uh, it's horrifying. I, this is something I've been thinking about a lot. But let's get back to funlove.com. You'll love the vibe and be sure to find what you are looking for. There is something to satisfy everyone's desires at funlove.com. So what are you waiting for? Discover, indulge, and make love fun this Valentine's Day. And guess what? Every day. Visiting funlove.com. Get yourself the perfect ball gag so you don't have to keep duct taping her mouth shut. I know. I know. The bonus with that is that you... With duct tape, you also rip out her mustache, but that's plain old sneaky. Two birds, one stone. Not here, guys. Funlove.com. And guess what? I am going to be doing a live with them on Instagram this Thursday, January 18th at 7.30 p.m. Join in on the fun at Fascinations Fun on Instagram Live this Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Join in on the fun at Fascinations Fun on Instagram Live this Thursday, 7.30 MST. And for all of you, enjoy saving 25% off your first order by entering code Whitney at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use code Whitney at checkout to save 25% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. Get yourself some toys so that you don't have to carry a baby around all the time. It's kind of a sex killer. (laughs) I think there's also a little bit of a I guess um, a therapist was explaining to me that it's like also kind of a gambling addiction. And you're like, I got away with 17. Oh. Let's see if I can get away with six. There's like a power in the rules yep. not applying to you. Yep. And like get, it's like shoplifting or something. Like, can I get away yeah. with this? Serial killers will do that. It's like that same. It's like um like a heroin addict needing like a, a bigger fit, you know, Higher like tolerance amount. of mm-hmm. like. Yep. Because generally like people like who start dabbling with like pedophilia. 
you look into their like victim choices and I, with R. Kelly, it did start to skew younger and younger and like the longer it went on, the younger the victims it's became. It's like the higher your tolerance for heroin or whatever the high, yeah. the, the age. You need more of a rush. You need, like, like you said, you need to like get away with something more taboo. And serial killers will do that too. It's like a lot of them, like the first kill, maybe they're like a sadistic, you know, sexual serial killer. Uh, there's not a lot of torture that goes on. And maybe there's a longer period of remorse afterwards where they're mm. actually like, oh my God, or at least they're scared about getting caught. And then eventually they become like Bundy in that sorority in Florida where they just go like fucking mayhem and they're attacking multiple people in the same evening mm. or they're doing more horrific things mm. to, to people. I think just to get like whatever rush they get, which is so scary that that's how some people get their thrills. Do you think serial killers are going down because of like surveillance cameras oh, like they had their run so much spring. Harder. it's so much harder to get away with now right yeah oh yeah like in the 70s it was such a different culture thing like most cults and serial killers that we have a lot of records about actually in the u.s uh 60s and like, 70s this could be like i just am big on like when everyone's like oh mm-hmm. phones are the worst thing ever and our life's over because computers i'm like there's some good things oh yeah like serial hard killers to get away are, with shit yeah it's hard to get away with some shit like yep. serial killers are getting caught like 23 and me is my favorite i know people don't like the non-privacy thing but i'm obsessed with the fact that like you yeah. know, some girl who's 22 is like, I want to see if I'm related to Stephen Colbert. And then her, <laughs> and then a month later, you find out her uncle who like thought he was out of the woods. Yep, some serial rapist. Murdering yeah. nine women. Yeah. All of a sudden goes to jail at like 89. I think that's so funny. Yep. I think, I wonder if there's a weird, well, now the equivalent is like mass shooters who typically kill themselves at the end of their spree. So it's like, cause that is much harder. Do you think they harder. plan that? Do they know they're going to do that I at the so. end? I think so. I think it's just like they just hate life or whatever, have so much angst. But it's like maybe that mentality would have been a serial killer before. But like it's so hard to. shootings is kind of newer. Yeah, like there wasn't. I mean, there there are precedents of mass shootings going back, but they're much more rare. Is it because the um, guns weren't at, you'd have to reload your musket? No, no, I think it's different. Nobody really knows because there wasn't a bunch of examples. It's not like people were taking single shot rifles and like killing one person. And then maybe they bring two rifles and they kill. It just people were um, acting out in that way in general less. Like, how is it going? I don't is know. It because you get more famous if it's about getting famous. Like, you some get more famous that. from social media. Twenty four news cycle. Mm. You know, some people have thought about like we should uh, stop. Because Columbine mentioning. was is that was that like the first first? No, it wasn't the first. I can't remember. There were there was predecessors, but it was the one that really like put that on the map. Do you think it's ethical to cover school shootings the way people do? Like a lot of people say, when someone mm. commits suicide. It's not ethical for news outlets to go like to cover it a ton because yeah. then there'll be like a suicide cluster after that because it's like because oh, yeah. it'll say like rest in peace and someone who maybe go yeah. oh that's where the peace is or oh look right. how much adulation they got after they died like right. there's always like a cluster they say there should be some way if you could do it where you really um, mock it's like like the best reason to like mock somebody like I wish like with these like mass shooters and stuff. They would just like we should be able to just lie about like their physical characteristics. Like, do you know he has a one inch dick? Like most of these mass shooters, it's because they have micro pains. Period. And they're impotent and they're usually like really fucking stupid. Right. And like stop covering it. What if like I mean it's it's weird because like you can't not cover a mass shooting in some way, but also But you don't have to cover it over and over and over and Nancy Grace it for like three months. Yeah, well they know what they're doing. They're they know ratings. that we're just gonna get stuck to mm, yeah. it and that's how they get ratings. Yeah, totally. Which to me is like weirdly like this person is obviously very mentally ill and like mm-hmm. what's your excuse? Right. Yeah. Entire yeah. news department. Right, right. 
I know it is. It is a weird moral thing. I, I even think about that with some of the topics. I'm like, should I be uh, shining a light on this complete piece of shit? Mm. I, I maybe I'm just rationalizing, but I do try to point out like what a sad human they are and mm. how disgusting it is to be that way yeah, yeah. and how they could have made other choices yeah. and mock them. Almost all of those people, mass shooters, serial killers, whatever, always play the victim after they get caught. And so I try to spend more time being like, no, you weren't. You mm. weren't the victim. You chose this. It wasn't just because you had a mental illness. Like you actively tried to get away with it. You knew what you were doing. Mm. You knew the like. But I do still sometimes feel weird even then. No, we can do it. Like we're not <laughs> journalists. Don't even time out. Like, but but I, honestly, I, I, it makes me feel comfortable. No one's gonna to be like, I'm gonna go shoot up a school so that Whitney and Dan will talk about me. <laughs> like make fun of me yeah, ruthlessly. Yeah. By the way, just DM me on Instagram. I'll respond to you in five minutes. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you, yeah, I, yeah. I need a co-host. Are you available? <laughs> like, there's other ways to get famous directly with me. Um, can I ask you? You did an episode on the Catholic Church cover-ups. Yeah. It like. Like, is it is it weird that I mean it's like a punchline now, mm-hmm. but is it because no one cares when boys get molested? Oh, like is that why we're more tolerant? Yeah, like if an actress uh, in Hollywood, like if you wink at her to right yeah on set, like the the business shuts down and we march. Our cu- culture is more protective of like uh, young well not uh, well to get like deeper into it specifically young white women because yes. there's a bunch of stuff on that too. If like a black girl or a Hispanic girl, Nancy Grace is just like here are the white girl blondes. White John Benet Ramsey. Ramsey, it's like if uh, she's still on the cover of People like two years insane. ago. Yep, cute little white girl is gonna get weight and they've done studies. On that. Natalie Way Holloway, like what? Do you yep. know? It, yep. One white girl goes to the Bahamas and people yeah. lose their. It's all, and then yeah. I think there is a sense that like which is they so only fucked look up. for girls that Hitler wouldn't have killed. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I think with boys, it's sad that there is this sense. I think almost even if people aren't consciously thinking it of, well, they should have been able to like, come on, you're fight them off, mm-hmm. or or like, come on, you're a dude. You should be able to like not let that happen to you, yeah. which is so unfair to the victims. And then furthers like underreporting. But they're saying like you're going to hell if you don't do that. Oh, it's, this it's is the worst. a way it's to... so damaging. The suicide rates of people who have been molested. I haven't seen a study on this, but the suicide rates of people who have molested by a priest, let's say, compared to somebody who's molested by like weird dude in a van, <gasps> it's got to be way higher because of the psychological psychological damage where you're. You're twisting their whole faith. You're making them worried about their soul. It's so much more than and just the physical and, and emotional damage. Like yes. I bought it. Yeah, like did, I participated mm-hmm. yeah. because I bought that. Yeah. So damaging. He to, told me you're bad. So do this thing. Right. So that you're not so bad dark. anymore. How fucking dark is it to be in that position of power over somebody and to do that to a child? Like that's the worst of the worst. Like I'm very much, I have so many murder fantasies. And I would love to like get all, give me all the pedophile priests. I will happily just like, just me, plenty of ammunition, the guns of my choosing, and just let me kill all of them. Out of 100,000 victims of Catholic clergy sex abuse, 725 will commit suicide. That's a, that's, I wonder what that is. Yeah. Compared to like the average population. That seems very, very high. And, And I just chose to cover that because. I know comics have talked about it forever after the Boston stuff broke in like what 2002. I don't think this can but be it's, talked it's about ongoing. too much. It's because it keeps happening. Why isn't it stopped? Right. Cause, cause They're still covering up people today. But they send so if a priest yeah. d- does is busted, they, don't mm-hmm. they just send them to the Vatican to yep. live? Which is like if you okay, so if you're a priest and you molest a kid, yep. and you get in trouble and you get busted, they send you to Italy to live in the Vatican where you're protected forever. I don't want to molest a kid. 
But if it means I get a free trip to Italy, (laughs) you're literally motivating them at this point. I get to live in the Vatican? Now, there's such a history of just moving them around, and it's more extreme because of the organizational structure of the Catholic Church, but it happens in so many other non-denominations too, like Protestant ones, Mm -hmm. and it's because of this belief that you can pray it away. You can pray pedophilia away. It's like, yeah, we know that he did this terrible thing, but he asked God for forgiveness. We looked into his heart. We can see that he was sincere, and okay. now he's good. And that has caused so much fucking trauma to people. Like, I know a person um, who they grew up in a – wasn't Catholic. It was like fundamentalist Christian uh, church, uh, parents trying to do the right thing, but believed in that same premise of you can pray that stuff away. New guy moves into town from another you know, associated church, history of pedophilia, mm-hmm. but he's saved, so he's better now. They let that person, the dad, let that person stay in their home. But so the that cops person can't, what do you mean history of pedophilia? Like, went to jail. This person went to jail. So was a known pedophile. But, which, by the way, the thing I fuck with about jail yeah. is that even murderers in jail kill Hate. pedophiles. Yep. Oh, they're the bot, as they should be. Yeah. And, and well, that person, uh, you know. Like, if you're a pedophile yeah. and you survive jail, like, it doesn't happen a lot. Right, right. Well, this person, like, molested this person I know molested like raped their brother for like i don't know six years or whatever of their childhood and i i I believe that person then later took their own life and it's like but it's like i feel like now with everything we know and all the information out there if you invite a a known pedophile Mm -hmm. into your home i don't care what your religious excuse is you also get in trouble if that person fucking molests one of your kids for being so fucking stupid and irresponsible yeah like you're supposed to protect your children yeah yeah that 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 the way we even still in this country uh, don't incarcerate mm-hmm. pedophiles and rapists the way we should. It kills me that we'll put or have historically put nonviolent drug users uh, in prison for incredibly lengthy sentences. Mm-hmm. But then somebody molests two eight-year-olds and they get like probation. I'm not trying to be funny here. This might be funny by accident. But like I also think some of the weirdness around it is when I hear the word molest, I'm not sure what that means. Oh, yeah. As a, compared to like sexual assault or rape. Yeah. I'm not sure what the difference like is right. it you I get confused too cuz that'll come up in charges And like, then it gets awkward because you're kind of like I might have just thought of like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to say what I think it is because then it's going to make me be a weirdo. Because yeah. what if you're just like? It's almost like that old CK joke of like uh, when you say the N word, you're making me say it. So like when you say molest, you're making me picture putting a finger in a five year old's butt. But that's not what I thought. They just, they just kissed. What do you mean? It's like what you did that. Now you're the weirdo. Right, right. Like, exactly. You're just like oh, like Ugh. this guy. We got to get. Why rid did of you this. go finger in the butthole? You failed that Rorschach test, sir. <laughs> so I think everyone. It's just like this really vague term that yeah. in my brain has like this spectrum it's not okay for a priest to kiss a young boy or to say touch my wiener or whatever (laughs) but if it's sex i'm not saying they shouldn't both be punished but it just becomes this thing where like and is how do you ask a kid what happened to them they can't even explain it they're a kid they don't know i know it is also complicated and and i understand where it's like you want to be careful of like false reporting but the study sure, but show, we don't. We don't. Yeah, it's fine if a couple we lose a couple third, innocent people, couple baby C- with couple the bathwater is fine. I know. You know what I mean? Because it's weird to air the you other way. You signed up to be a. I'd rather yeah 
get it wrong a couple times on the side of the kids. Yep, exactly. At least with yeah. the numbers we currently have. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. If you're starting from scratch with a new religion, it's different. But mm-hmm. the Catholic Church, I feel like we've earned the benefit of the doubt at <laughs> yes. this point. Yes, exactly. And when, and when there's multiple people that haven't talked to each other that all give the same story on a person, it's like, come on, you did it. Like, okay, if one of them is lying, the other three aren't. They're not all for uh, sharing the same thing privately with investigators and just making it up. Do you think they just need to let priests have sex? Oh, yeah. It's fucking stupid. Is that what it is? Is I mean, I'm not saying that that cures pedophilia. I'm just like. No, I I don't think that would fix it, though. I think the problem is you are giving too much power to somebody over kids where it's like Mm. if you're going to let any dude have um you know like like who is that going to attract it's going to attract some good people yeah. there's this position where yeah. if you sign up for that right you get to be have uh, a private you know uh this is my whole thing same thing with the president of the united states if you want to be the president you're automatically disqualified right. we got to start what kind of person is attracted to that we job we got to start appointing priests yeah. and appointing the president like mm-hmm. the manager of the most well-run costco in america you're up. <laughs> right. You're president. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep, and totally. someone who's like somebody who's not power hungry. Yes. Yeah, someone yeah. who's just like, I come to church mm-hmm. every week, I'm in, I'm out. We want you to be the priest. No way. You're in. That would be great if we came up with a new system where it's not votes. It's like a committee Mm-mm. that just forces somebody to be president. Yes. Yes. That would be fucking awesome. So we awesome. don't force things on children. They we force things on adults. On adults. It's like you've yep. got to. <laughs> right. You've. Got, it's like it's, I know you have a family and a farm, but you have to go to the White it's like House. Like serving for four years. in the army or something. You've got to yeah. serve in this Catholic Church because the people that are attracted to the role are not safe. Yep, I love that. So I love the that. less you want to do it. The more you're gonna the more, have to do it. The more you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's the guys like I don't want to be around a bunch of eight year old boys. They're annoying. Yeah, because like, you don't. Because yeah, because you don't want the guy who's like, hey, we have this job. It doesn't pay a lot, but you're mm-hmm. gonna spend a lot of time with eight year old. I'd like to do it. I'm in. I want Sign it. Me up. And then you see like sweatpants and fucking massive boner. I, I would like that. <laughs> it's literally like, okay, here's the deal. You get to hang out with a bunch of six to eight year olds pretty much all day. I, I want that. You get to wear a dress, yeah. um, and you get to sing. Uh, anyone that wants that <laughs> job shouldn't have the job. I don't think we should yeah. let them have that job. No, absolutely. Oh, and you never get to have sex with women. <laughs> Sold. I'm in. <laughs> what, where, where are the negatives? Where's the bad part of the job? And you get to drink wine right. all day. No, no money. Never have sex with women. You get to spend a lot of time with eight-year-old boys. Oh, I mean, and I don't see oh, and the boys—they also get down on their knees. That's part of mm-hmm. the ceremony. And, and the boys think that you are the intermediary, intermediary, <laughs> f- like with God for them. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. have that power. Yeah, you're, you're any God normal person would be like, uh, "I'm good." Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. weird. That sounds like a lot of time with other people's sons. No thanks. <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah, uh, that would be a fucking nightmare. Like I love my kids. But like no part of me ever wanted to be like, oh, you should be like a third grade teacher or something. I'm, like I admire the people who can do that, but like, no, thank you. Uh, do you ever like as a dad, as someone that's about to have kids and I, yeah. I promise I'm, I feel like I'm keeping you forever. I'm just so excited. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy. To, yeah. I'm so I'm happy obsessed with you. Long overdue. Um, and uh, it's interesting because do you, do you ever like, you know, having kids when yeah. they were playing on teams, you're ever like, I'm going to go meet the coach. hundred oh, percent. Honestly, it's like, uh, I feel like I don't work out enough, but I've tried to like keep lifting weights my whole adult life, mostly because of kids, honestly, mostly just to be a, of at least a certain size. Even some of my tattoo choices. I'm like, Oh, that looks creepy. Let's do that one. <laughs> Just to have uh, let them know intimidation, let them know energy. Oh yeah, like when uh, my kids went to daycare, I would always like go to the daycare the first day, and anybody I, I would just shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> but I would 
you know, meet everybody, and you know, it's like I know there's plenty of guys who could be good in daycares, but I also know and the by stats. The way, we're only t- uh, talking about the small percentage of people. Small percentage. Most people are okay. But we have to think about them. Yep. But I also know that men are way more likely to molest than women. It just, again, statistically. Mm-hmm. So I remember like there was, a, and he was probably the nicest guy, mm-hmm. but there was some dude who worked at my kid's daycare and I just stared at him. Like he was afraid of me. Like I made him nervous. And my thought process was, if you have to molest a kid, you better not fuck him because I will fucking kill you. Because on some like, level, I want someone like you that works there. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. do want a scary yeah. dude that works at the daycare yeah. just in case there's... Protection. You know what I mean? Just in mm-hmm. case there's an R. Kelly driving by, Yeah, you yeah. know, the playgrounds. Like, you oh kind of want a couple guys to be in there. M- most of my murder fan- fantasies are about someone's done something to one of my kids. Like, and I find out, and like, before What's they get... Your, a- how are you doing it? I've thought of so many different. It usually involves. <laughs> I probably shouldn't give it away, but, it, but it's like I, I really go deep. Where I'm like, okay, I gotta leave my phone at home. Uh, I have to sneak out in the middle of the night. So GPS wise, it shows that my phone is oh, still so you there. You already planned how to not get tracked for this murder. Oh yeah, not to get tracked. I have like a murder kit that I paid cash for at various stores over a longer period what, of time. Is, is this what happens when you become a parent? Is this what I have to look forward to? No, my wife isn't the same way. Oh, okay. She actually worries because about me. Because she knows me. you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, she know. Well, she's afraid. Like that was like one of her biggest fear was that somebody would do something to the kids, knowing that I would definitely try to kill them, and then would then lose me to prison, and then have to like you know not have me around like for the kids. Because she's like, I don't think you have enough self control in that regard, mm. knowing that like I think you'd still probably try and do it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like it's that's such a. I don't know. I, I do feel that as a parent, it's like this. It's like your most important job. Yeah, and is because to of what kids. you expose yourself to for your podcast, you that just ha- you know help. a lot about what's oh possible. My God. Yeah. Okay, so then okay, you put your phone away. <laughs> yeah, you go put, get them. Yep, I go get them. Um, <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I go get them. I go get them. Ideally, I I sneak up. I find out the routine, and okay. like when they're walking alone, and you know from behind, fucking back back of the head, sure, knock them out. Get them in my uh, truck really quick. I have sure, a little sure. thing that covers the, the the bed. And then I drive them just out. Let them roll around back there. Drive them yeah. out into the woods where I already have a hole dug. Okay. And then I throw them down into the hole. Okay. And there's... Uh, oh, so they have to slowly die. have to slowly hole. die. And it, and it varies how I kill them. Sometimes I bury them alive. Because <laughs> that seems satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times I... Whether it's with an axe or something, but like I mutilate their genitals... And then just yeah. let them slowly die in pain that way. That, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. bleed out. Yep, bleed out, and then from the balls. Exactly. But then, and then I, you know, I bury them, uh, cover it with some leaves or whatever to make it look natural. <laughs> and I have to go throw away all my clothes. I have a backup set of clothes in a uh-huh. duffel bag. It's like a whole series of like. So like you're mm-hmm. more planning like to cover like you're like yeah, plotting. To get away with it. And since you've covered so many murders, you know how to cover your how tracks. people get caught. But yeah. don't you think though you would like not go to jail if you kill someone that hurt a child i guess you still go I, i've looked at that too there have been like vigilantes you wouldn't if you don't have a criminal record like okay. a previous record yeah uh, you're like no this is if someone caught my cut my daughter off in traffic <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get the same sense but they also don't want to let you get away with it because they don't want to inspire other people to do the same like, thing there's that um i don't know if you saw the documentary killer sally the mm-hmm. it was about the bodybuilders and um in the 80s and i saw this, a commercial but i didn't really it's pay like it's it's like uh, it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's worthwhile, you know. But it was like these bodybuilders, and they would go to Tijuana, and they would get these hardcore steroids, and they were, you know, and yeah. the her boyfriend would beat her up, beat her up, beat her up, oh, shit. and then one day she just like had enough, and she didn't think she was gonna kill him, but he came at her, and and this was yeah his 
friend had killed his girlfriend. Uh, oh my God. Both bodybuilders, uh, and she had just found out about it. You know, they were doing all the same um, testosterone, steroid kind of yeah, stuff, was the making them nuts. Droids, yeah. And she knew, like, this is the night he's going to kill me. She was like, oh I just God. knew it. He hit her, beat her, beat her. She picked up the gun, shot him in the back. And that's not self defense. I hope she didn't get much trouble, though. She did, went to jail for a long time Damn. because he's got to be coming at you for it to be self-defense so she would have had to stop Man. waited for him to turn around and then done it like and then risk him grabbing the gun there's so many extenuating circumstances that way i That's feel right. like they should look at the whole context of mm-hmm. that and be like no it's well, okay she also admitted that. it she was like this really kind of sweet uh, like when you see damn. the the footage of her talking about it she's like yeah he turned around and i shot him in the back like she could have said yeah. he was going to pick up a knife right but to, she was being honest she was just being like heartbreakingly honest uh. and it's like devastating but also like i don't know it does give me hope sometimes like mm-hmm. remember um, when the was it his name Larry Nasser who molested all those the gymnasts in the courtroom the dad that went for Larry Nasser oh, yeah he didn't did he grab him well it was fat it was great because there was a security guard there yeah. who kind of just like leaned out <laughs> let him let him get a couple shots in yeah that's great it was like so it was like that's the kind that's my yeah. shit. There's a, I can't remember their names, but there are a few stories, and I think there's one video out there on YouTube or somewhere of somebody molested some guy's daughter, raped daughter, whatever, and uh, he did kill them uh, before they made it to court. And I was like, fuck, yes. And what was the – did he go to jail? I can't remember. I think so, though. How is but it not a, a law sense. that if someone kill, rapes or your yeah. daughter, you can't kill them? That feels like mm-hmm. an easy one to me. I think it would cut down on how many people are raping and molesting if it was legal for like the victim Don't or their think? parents to revenge kill you. Like, I, we could, we should at least try it out. I guess, I'm just saying, I guess it'd be tricky uh-huh. because you'd have to prove it first. Right. I and then it would it. be like, <laughs> we should make it like a yeah. event. Yeah. You know? Like a purge? Yeah. Like, like I one feel day like there'd be much go. less Twitter feuds if we oh just, because we need some kind of catharsis. We need our yeah. Roman Coliseum, our town square. Yeah. We, we're just, because I think we're all seeing such horrible things all the time and we're seeing justice not being served all the time. Am I pitching The Handmaid's Tale right now? <laughs> but if, like, okay, men, okay, you rape someone's daughter, it's proven, it's 100%, we got yeah. the kit, mm-hmm. we got the thing. Yep. Hold them in a cell. Once a month, we go down to SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Oh, my God. And we just watch dads kill their yes. daughter's rapists. Oh, my God. What if or, – or if you're the dad, if, you, if you're not like physically – let's say you're like paralyzed or something. You get to pick someone to act on your behalf. You get to pick someone to gladiator fight for you. That'd be so great. Or you get to pick the animal. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And then high ticket price, big pay-per-view, I gotta all of hook that up money. with exotic tigers. I told you I can help I can help you with this. How cool actually would that okay, that Dude, would be Dude, the Saudis cathartic. would fund this in a heartbeat. It's so much money, the pay-per-view numbers and everything. I'm calling Spotify. That goes to victims' rights. I'm calling Logan Paul. Someone can make this happen. I don't know what how yes. how how would this be wrong? I know, I know. It's like uh And you know what we're doing? Hmm. We're leaving out the suns. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a weird wiring thing. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> Would it have to be the moms? No, I think dad gets to uh, fight for the sons, okay. too. Okay. Or, well, I guess it depends. Like, did, okay, maybe it's like, we maybe we keep it, like, male on male or female on female. Because a lot what? of, by the way, a lot of teachers molest students. True, true. I think it's up to the parents. It's like uh, if it's a female molester, male molester, doesn't matter. The parents of the victim or the victim, they get to like the have parents a can meeting. do it together, like yeah, an amazing team. race type thing. Oh, amazing race. <laughs> 
<laughs> they get to kill their child's rapist together. What a bonding thing. I mean. Like you're old, you know, you're They 80s. can renew their vows uh, after. Holding hands on a bench in the park and just like reminiscing about when the two of you beat a pedophile. <laughs> death. I just, I just think it's, there's, it's like. <laughs> It's like Mike Tyson's thing. He's like, the problem with society today is people can talk shit without getting punched in the face. There's just not enough Mm -hmm. um, consequences for a lot of this behavior. Yeah. It's funny. I've done bits about some of these exact conversation points. But my dad talked about that where there wasn't as many shootings and things like when he was growing up. Mm. And he got into a ton of fights. Because that school shooter would have got his ass kicked enough times. Yep. He's trying to be tough. He's saying creepy shit at school. Somebody would have fucking bounced his head off of a locker. But now he gets to be on these video games calling Mm -hmm. people names with absolutely no consequence. And it just like builds up your, you know, I do think there should be an acceptable amount of, uh, of violence and bullying. It does like... Bullying, when it's not like completely out of control, mm-hmm. is a good form of like social control. It's of, just getting yeah. shoved against a locker because you just said something you yeah. shouldn't have said. You know what I mean? I got punched a lot when I was a kid. Like I got hit in the face and deserved every single mm. punch that I can remember. I was a huge smart ass. Mm-hmm. Me too. I would go up to people and talk crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And eventually several, I don't know, three, four, five times total, mm-hmm. they finally snapped yep. and they punched me in the face. Yep. And I didn't talk a bunch of crazy shit about them anymore. Mm. And but yeah. I had I've I've told the story before. I got really lucky. I called my mom a hooker when I was eleven, oh. and she smacked me in the face so hard <laughs> that I hit a wall and oh. hit the ground. Holy shit! And as I was falling, I was like, oh, "Thank God," because I would have done that to the wrong black girl at school. Because like I've gotten I, more severe consequences. I also got lucky because I had black girlfriends, mm-hmm. and they let me know very early. Don't do that. that, that not, you play too much. Uh-huh. And one of them grabbed me by the face uh-huh. and like shook my face one time and told me like you play too much. And I got it. Yeah, like agreed. Like th- by the way, yeah. thank you for just. <laughs> Yeah, and it, not breaking my nose. That could have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I yep. mean, I see a lot of people. I'm like, you just didn't have black friends growing up. Like, you didn't have enough black girlfriends in your life. Like the way you talk. Somebody, yeah, step. I know. I do think that is important because, yeah, people like you said, like there aren't those consequences mm-hmm. now. It's like people can just be dicks. They can be rude. It's out also, in public what the constantly. Taliban does. I mean, I'm just realizing they it, do. It's all degrees. <laughs> How they far take people to football fields and isn't kill that, them isn't, to make a point? Isn't that crazy? Where it's like you'll start having these conversations, and they uh-huh. are very practical. Uh-huh. And like you said earlier, like with the Handmaid's Tale, uh-huh. it's always like, how far do you take it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. want to go full Gilead. The Handmaid's Tale. It, it starts with some good intention. I mean, it's the whole point is there's so many chemicals in the water and hormone mm-hmm. disruptors and endocrine disruptors that women lose their fertility. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have to take back control of the wo- what they do uh, with it's not great, but we are on that path. I know. I can see us in twenty years being like, okay, we could just take all the fertile women. We'll just put them in nice hotels, and they can do some speed dating. The sex will be cons- if they want to yeah. be pregnant, fine. And then it Jezebels. turns to yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really, I see how it starts. It starts with like a we need to kill the pedophiles, and turns into oh women should be in crates. My my wife and daughter, uh, the three of us, are obsessed with that show. But like when it's, it hasn't, you know, obviously it's been a while since the previous season. So we haven't been watching for a little while, mm-hmm. but that show works my wife up to the point that like we, then we end up having talks after episodes of what country we're going to move to and when we're going to move out of the country. Mm. Like she, she so many conversations mm. of her being like, you promise if this starts to happen, you'll protect me and we're out of here. Right. Yep. Cause, cause it really, if you really know the show, it starts with women's fertility starts to go down because mm-hmm. of the number of chemicals 
than pollution in the environment. And, and that's and, what happened. And then this big religious movement happening. of, uh, that was actually written in the 80s. Uh, Margaret Atwood wrote that as mm-hmm. a response to certain ultra conservative movements mm-hmm. that she was saying. And she said, she just wrote this satire. She's like, I just took it to its logical end. Right, right, right. And it, it, it is such a scary show that way mm-hmm. where like there are people also, absolutely who would do well, that right it's now. Also, I mean, I, being conservative like that, you know, because of, I think that's synonymous with religion for a lot of people. Yeah, that's what it seems ty- like. A certain but it's also the left right now yeah. that is, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, is yeah. pushing like, like a lot of these vaccines and boosters yeah, that are is, now being yeah. linked to, you know, so it's yeah. this weird thing where you're like, I don't know if it's Republican, Democrat. There's different kind of control, you know, and, I, and yeah. I've had, I've gotten in trouble with my audience for like, like picking on conservative and I'm like, no, I'm picking on certain religious beliefs taken too far. Mm-hmm. The left's version is, you know, taken to the most extreme is mm. communism. We're like the, the extreme leftist ideology. Mm. And I actually like to use that when people are like, well, if we just got rid of religion, things mm-hmm. would be okay. I'm like, uh, Stalin. Castro, mm. Kim Jong Soon, yeah, like Mao Zedong. It's yeah. like that is the opposite yeah. of that, yeah. of a different type of control, and it's often worse. Yeah, and also actually. like the far left is now weirdly the party of like big pharma and stuff that's mm-hmm. like it has that's endor- my- that has endocrine disruptors, and you're kind of like, wait a second, yeah. like infertility is coming from bad choices on both sides. Yeah. That's my thing with like the vaccine, all that kind of stuff. It's like I'm very pro science. But also very uh, uh, worried about big pharma when I'm it comes just, to profit. I'm, as long as it's not big pharma science, I'm willing right. to hear it. As long as it's not paid well, for. Well, yeah, like, like the Sackler family. <laughs> yeah. It's like what they did, I think, about the opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what I'll point to when people are like, oh, come on. A lot like, of science was paid for by Jeffrey Epstein. Like, I, I yeah. just want to know who's who funding the studies from this science. Yep. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Just following the logic. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just kind of like who paid for the study. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to know. That's where I get conspiratorial. It's like I'm not going to go like lizard people. Mm-hmm. Like that's like way too much or some satanic cabal. Mm-hmm. It's just like, who is making money? Yeah. How much money do they have to to lose yep. if we don't do this? That's right. What do they stand to gain? Yeah, yeah totally, exactly. totally, totally. It's just money and power. Yep. <sighs> We're the best. <laughs> I also must admit, I just have to get this off my, I've yeah. never, when I tell you never in my life, I don't think Pat, like, have I ever just totally goofed on a podcast? Like just gotten it a hundred percent wrong no i was doing the jimmy kimmel program oh i, I know but yeah, i just I feel yeah. the need to and you know what i'm actually gonna pat myself on the back for yeah. because you've been so overworked that i'm gonna give myself a gold star yeah. for giving you the afternoon off one hey, day you know what we did have i can't I, what, what did we do i think we went to like out to dinner it was fine yeah. we were scheduled to do a podcast yeah um i've been wanting to do this forever i literally get a text i'm in hair and makeup at the Jimmy Kimmel program. They're like, uh, Dan's like, well, I'm at your, your publicist room is like, I'm at your house. I'm like, I'm just straight up at the Jimmy Kimmel program. Like I <laughs> shows up at my house. I'm fully just not here. I'm so sorry about uh, that. I, I was like, I, it really didn't like, especially just with you and it's not, I'm not just blowing smoke, but it's like, what is that grind respects grind? Like there's just a few people like Joe Coy and, and Burr and like you and some mm-hmm. people where it's like you work so hard oh, that like and, and uh, just like legendary work and are so busy that I didn't even for a second take that personal. I'm like she has so many things going on where it's like of, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often because you are just a busy bee. Uh, but I don't yeah. I don't al- I don't I don't like being busy. I like being productive. Yeah. But also the more I do this for a living and the longer I've been doing it. 
the thing that matters the most to me is my relationship with other comics. Because at the end of the day, like we are this weird family, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and like respecting other people's time and yeah. not being like a hot ass mess or not going like, well, I'm so busy, so I'm allowed to be flaky. Like I hate that. Yeah. Shit. I hate. Yeah, when, I know what you're saying. I hate when someone just because they're busy, everyone else they they're allowed to be late. They're allowed right. to be. You know what I mean? And I remember one time. When we were pitching to uh, the show Two Broke Girls. Yeah. I had had, you know, not success at the time. And I remember the head of whatever network comes yeah. in and I'm sitting and pitching it. Of course, I'm with Michael Patrick King, who's very established. She wrote Sex in the City, whatever. And the guy came in 20 minutes late. That's like the head of this huge network. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, I fully ruined the meeting because I... I did say, you know, I'm a comic and sure. I'm sort of an underdog at the time. So they all kind of laughed. And I was like... How could you be late? Like you it's have like three people. I have, you have three people whose job is to get you here. Yeah. Like on time. Yeah. And he was like, oh, things got crazy. And I was like, but you understand, like I have nothing. Yeah. Like I don't have. Like, yeah, good for you. That took some balls. I just remember being position, like, yeah. I don't understand. Like the only thing yeah. I can think of is that just your time is more valuable. Right, That's right, just what right. you're saying. Yeah. Like, I yeah. remember being like, the tism just flared up. And I remember just being like, what? <laughs> Why are you late? Because yeah. you can tell other people no. You can go like, oh, no, I'm running late for that. Like, yeah. when people have the most power and they're late or flaky, that drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not articulating myself well. No, you are. You are. I, I know but what you're like, saying. But, like, I'm allowed to be late. My car breaks down still. Right, right. I'm allowed to be yeah. late. Like, yeah, I don't have the newest iPhone that'll update when it's daylight savings. Like, yeah. I, poor people are late. We're right, like, we right. missed the bus. Well, I, I hope. How like, does someone with a Mercedes not yeah. get there on time? You have yeah, a driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan, we have a list of animals you can choose from to attack Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> For raping your time. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just So anyway, I don't want to let myself off. It was like I put it in my own. I don't have an assistant. I don't have anything. Wow. And I put it in my calendar and didn't like change it. Anyway. Well, I was. I was. And, and I hope I love that you're like that, that you're worried about that. But I also hope I that, think like, about it every day going going forward that you uh, give yourself like plenty of grace and space with like new baby coming and everything just to like. It's okay if you miss some I things. Because I even wanted to go like mom brain. I never forget anything, but I also don't want to. It's a real set, thing. But I don't want to set the precedent that like yeah. if someone's a mom, don't hire them because they're gonna forget everything yeah. and we're so yeah. dumb. Like it was just like a weird goof, but it. I'm sorry it happened with uh, you, well, but it also I'm just. Thank you, but no worries. Yeah, truly, truly. I, I yeah, I hope you you are such a conscientious person that way, and just like with the text and stuff. Uh, it. I hope you don't like. Going forward, as you get like busier, like as a mom, too, don't like burn yourself out, like worrying too much about mm. everybody. Like, oh, that's uh, interesting. But you really did. I was able to just go. I'm really and you just were like, stop apologizing. Yeah, yeah. You were like, just yeah. stop. And I was like, the worst thing I can do right now is keep being apologetic <laughs> and annoying. Yeah. Because that that is annoying. Yes, exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, but I truly, just so you know, like I was fine. Like, uh, Lindsay and I get it my way. Like, we're like, you know, uh, you're busy like, as I was well. You're like, like, it was a, like, I, sometimes when people cancel on you, it is the biggest gift or cause you're like, oh, now I have this three hours that I didn't think I was going to have or something, you know? But anyway, it just, it drove me nuts that that happened. The only thing that was uh, uh, funny about it is I had to pee so bad. So I did end up peeing on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm doing it, an Amazon delivery driver comes up and I'm midstream. 
So I just, I didn't stop. By the way, that's the only, the way, that's the only way Amazon drivers are allowed to pee too. So he's like, oh, oh, is this, oh, yeah. is, is this where we pee? <laughs> You're right, exactly too. But that was the funniest little moment with it. I'm like, like oh, I, I don't know if I gave him a little like, hey, what's up? But, but I definitely was like, uh, like I felt so weird as he just walking right by me, just continuing to pee. <laughs> Obsessed, I love you. Thank you for letting me keep you so long. I hope oh, it thank you for too me. selfish with your time. I end these very awesome. awkwardly. Dan Cummins, we finally did it. We finally did it. Uh, don't write elephants. Goodbye.